And here we go. Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast. This is Day, and it's Labor Weekend here in the United States of America. Well, the beginning of it anyway. And we are uh, alive and well and breathing. That means we still have purpose and a mission in the earth. You and I, <laughs> every single one of us. And uh, great to have all our listeners on. Great to have you with us again, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. How are you this morning? Like I sang to you earlier, I am so beautiful to me. Can't you see? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, we... um, as we said, the national before, anthem of pastors everywhere. The national anthem, well, not, a, not all pastors, but definitely not some, some celebrity from not celebrity all. guys who are trying to make a, a, uh, a mark in the world for themselves. That's right. That's the national anthem. Actually, you know, that was the point that I was sort of trying to discover with you now, now. And um, I did a post yesterday in the kingdom leadership equipping group and uh, it was uh, i i had seen this post the uh, the day before and it had said this that um something in the in the on the lines of love your pastor but never be familiar with him so he can be oh yeah you and um you know that it just really struck me again on how and this this came from from another continent, but I think it's the same the same kind of mentality everywhere. And, um, and I was struck again with with that scripture that where Jesus said, um, "I call you friends," you know. And right, right. <clears throat> and just what does what does familiarity mean? What does it mean to be familiar? And when I looked up the definition. It was interesting. It's like totally not what people think. You know, um, they think it's like something bad, something evil. And um, the fact of the matter is, if I can move this stupid thing down. Well, there is a statement that says familiarity breeds contempt. Well, that's and I think that's where it all comes from. Is like if if oh you know I heard some some other fellow that's sort of mutual to our um, past. I used to say there's um, familiarity, then there's neutrality. What, uh, no, um, where did it go? Familiarity breeds, uh, not contempt, but you would say there's three stages. Familiarity, then equ- equ- um, you familiarize, equalize, and then neutralize. Right, right. And that was always his approach to the thing. And uh, unfortunately, I listened to that at that point in time and, actually believed that stuff and uh, <clears throat> but uh, you know that when I what I really have discovered is that when you are when you are secure in your calling in your mandate when you secure in your in your um, p- right positioning in a as, as in righteousness before the Lord and you and you and you know and you have an absolute confidence in what God's called you, given you, mandated you to do. The role is called you in, especially if you're in governments. If you're in a in a governmental role, which is like eldership, 
Uh, and if you're in, in the, in equipping role and equipping gift as well is like, you don't have to worry about being neutralized because you, you can't be neutralized. How do you get neutralized? If, if you, if you actually are building those relationships and people acknowledge who you are because in the spirit, they, they know who you are. You're a mom and a dad, you know, it's just like, but when you're trying to build this hierarchical mentality within yourself, that's when the problem begins. Do you remember the story of Absalom? Yes. What was Absalom trying to do that was such a bad thing? Well, he was trying to usurp the king, wasn't he? Right. And who was the king? Da uh, David. Yeah, but what was their relationship? Well, son to father. Right. The funny thing is that Absalom never tried to take over David's position as a father. He tried to take over his position yes. as a king. Right. And, and that's the thing. If there's a position to be had, there is somebody always going to try to take the position. Yes. If you just do who you are as a relationship or as a father or as a, as a brother, as a whatever, you, you can't, nobody can take that relationship. Yes. I mean, you can't take... There is no position to be had. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, he wanted to take that, that position, that hierarchical place. And that's exactly what it was. He didn't know he didn't know how to be a father. I mean, well, nor did David actually. So um, and that's probably where the problem was anyway, because Right. You know, David David understood stood his kingship, but if you look at the at, at his fathering ability, it you know, it was <clears throat> Not very good, unfortunately. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, I looked up the definition of familiarity, and it says um, in the dictionary.com, I think, or online dictionary.com, something like that, it says, it's the state of being familiar, obviously, and then friendly relationship. And that's where I thought about, about where Jesus said, I don't call you slaves any longer, I call you friends. And, and then it's also close acquaintance, intimacy, an absence, I love this, of ceremony and formality, informality. In other words, the, it's not a formal relationship. Religion builds formal relationships. Right. Religion puts in ceremony and formality in their approach to one another, and especially to hierarchy. Right. And, I, that, and I think, you know, man, this just bothers me. It just bothers me. <laughs> I have a friend of mine who... Uh who's a pastor and his uh, wife also got ordained here a few years back. And uh, anyway, every time they speak um, or get up in front of the people, they, <clears throat> they put on a robe. <laughs> and I asked him one day, I said, why, why do you wear a robe to do this? And he says, so I don't, I don't appear flashy or different from anybody else. I said, well, you, you, unless everybody came here today in their bathrobes, you would look different. I mean, it's just, I mean, you're not, you're not trying to appear different. You, you are trying to appear different. You're trying to set yourself apart is what you're doing. That's and right. regardless of how you spin that, uh, to put on the robes, to put on the, uh, to put on all the, the fancy garbs. I mean, the same thing with a fancy suit or, a, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, it's the same type of a deal. I'm going to set myself apart, and and really, we're not we're not supposed to be set apart. We are brothers. Exactly. Um, we are we are sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we are we are sons of God, just like everybody else is. So it's not 
it's not a matter of, um, I think that thing, the, the definition, just even the definition of Nicolaitan, you know, we don't, yes. it doesn't go really deep into what the doctrine of the Nicolaitans is, which it says that he hates. Yeah. He also hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Uh, it, it's interesting. There's only a few things in the word of God that it says that he hates. But anyway, um, he does hate those two things. And just in the definition, Nike or Nike uh, is the Greek word for to, to oppress with force or to dominate by force and oppression. Yes. So Nike, Laetan, Laetan simply means the common folk. Yes. So that's where we get the word laity from. Um, so if you think about it, it's to oppress I mean, it's to uh, put down by force and oppression just the common folk, just even that idea that there's a common folk and I'm pious or I'm above them, I'm whatever. Uh, it's, a, it's a segregation of people, which the Lord never intended. It's, it's this is my body. Uh, you know, who's going to say that, you know, the navel is higher than the, than the toe, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you don't... Uh, you don't start saying that I'm, I'm way up here and everybody else is down here. Yes, I'm the shepherd of the flock. No, you're, you're really not. There is a shepherd, and it says to him, the door, you open the door. If, you're a, if anything, you're a porter, as it says in John, that opens the door to the shepherd. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that we've kind of gotten messed up uh, because we've still taken things out of, that, out of the whole context that, that we grew up in. Yeah. And uh, we, we overlay it on whatever it is we're supposed to be doing now. And, and uh, actually, he never intended for any of that stuff. Well, exactly. And, and the thing is, we never ask, where does this come from? You know, it, we, we never. And, and of course, when, when, you, when you go against the culture of the current culture of, of the religious organization, you are deemed a heretic. And right, and uh, and you out, you know you become an outcast straight away. And so you know to the to our listeners who are you know for 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 those of you who are pursuing the the you know you're pursuing kingdom and and you're pursuing God's order and God's way of building the the, the church, Christ's way of letting Christ build the church and His way, His His view, His paradigm on things. Hey, you know what Jesus said in, in um, John chapter 15? If they reject me, they're going to reject you. And, and, uh, and that's this, a promise to hang on to. Yeah, that's the one, man. That's the one. And he said, you're going to have trouble. <laughs> John, right. John chapter 16 carries on, on the, the discussion or, or Jesus' conversation at that point in time. Verse 1, he says, you're going to have trouble. And that's why I'm warning you because they're going to throw you out of and all the rest of it. You know, and that's what I've experienced right here is that, I did not come the way they wanted me to come. I didn't fit in, didn't say what they wanted me to say, do what they wanted me to do. And all around, they've just rejected me. They just like, I mean, I, half the people I did, I didn't have even had a discussion with them, but because one guy decided I was wrong, spread a rumor and decided you out, baby. And so everybody just has absolutely rejected me, which is fine because I've got, this I get to talk to people all around the world, so um, it doesn't bother me. But but you know, to me, it's just like how how true to 
how true to the spirit of religion that actually operates. And right. You, know, you actually have to kill the person in their eyes, you know, verbally. Yes. I mean, because uh, slander them, do whatever you can uh, to diminish their authority or their um, place in your eyes or your heart. And, and they have to do that by words. There's no other way to do it. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, even though they don't cat, it's almost like the, it's almost like in the uh, old covenant where they would hire people to come in and, um, and plead a cause against you, you know, in the court, yes. <laughs> they would actually hire people to do that. Of course they did that. They probably still doing that in certain places, but, um, you know, you, you get hired to come in and testify in a certain, in a certain way. Well, these guys, they want to hang on to their position. They want to hang on to their money. They want to hang on to whatever. And, and so they're going to, they're going to have to preserve themselves. And in order to do that, they have to destroy whatever else is esteemed in somebody else's eyes. Well, that's it. So if, if you look like a threat and you see, that's the problem, the hierarchical establishing yourself in a hierarchy or in a positional so-called super spiritual or superior spiritual position is simply because you are threatened, you know, and, right. and uh, if you threaten David and Absalom if, all over again, exactly. So if you feel threatened in your, in your pulpit, you know, that's when you're going to have to conquer people. If you, right. if you're too insecure to be amongst the sheep, then you've got to conquer them. There was this one guy um, I was associated with at one point in time. And, and when we came to Pennsylvania, we, were, we went to visit this little church and um, a little local church. There must have been, I don't know, 20, 30 people in the church. If, yeah, at 30 at the most. Anyway, so we all come in the front door. It was like a little shop front thing and uh, and we, so we come in the front door and we're meeting everybody and saying hi and whatever. And then suddenly everybody must be seated and, then, and everybody's seated. And here comes the trail of, of, <laughs> you know, of whatever, you know, the archbishop and the little bishops and whatever else. Right. And the so, Bible carriers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. So first comes in the, the psalmist, and after the psalmist comes in the next one, and then comes uh, the fellow, and then comes the next one with the Bible, next one with the briefcase, and then and the bodyguard is also there. And and 20 people, 30 people in the church. You know, I was just like, but not from the, from the front door, from the back door, like the side uh -huh. door. And yeah, yeah. A different route, and then appear, you know, in front of everybody, and it's like aloof. Don't touch me, you know. It's just like, and I sat with the guy afterwards, and I, well, not afterwards, but before that even, and I said, you know, every leader deals with insecurity. And he's got some kind of insecure issues in his life, and he just went, well, I don't. I said, oh, please come on, you know. It's like it's <laughs> everybody anywhere is dealing with it. I said, the simple fact is. The mature, the mature leaders of character are managing it. They're dealing with the insecurity. They don't let it rule them. But the right. ones that let it rule them actually set themselves up so that people can't get access, can't get access to the vulnerability, the authenticity. They, they cannot be real with people because that you might find out that they're actually human. And right. They, they don't hear from God as much as they're trying to say they do. 
and and you may find that they actually got weaknesses in their right. life. And go then on. I I lose I lose esteem in your eyes. Oh. If I let that so now we politicians, we're not actually right. leaders, you know. Right. We politicians are looking to gain approval and esteem in people's eyes to keep their, their position, to to constantly be voted in. Maybe we don't have votes in our church, but we still want to be voted in as the popular one. We want to keep the, the popularity stakes going. So, so Jesus was so much not that, Steve. You're right. <laughs> He's like, hey, you guys going to leave too? Because when he saw the crowd and the, everybody was like trying to make him the king, to right. set up a physical kingdom, he goes, let me help you guys here with something. You've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they said, what are you talking about? And then it, he doubled down. If you read the Greek word, it's two words. One is uh, is to, you need to chew on my flesh and, and um, sip on my blood. And mm. then when they said, what are you talking about? This is offensive. He doubled yeah, down. Cannibalism. Yeah, he said, you've got to gnaw on my bones, nearly on my flesh. Right. Like you have to like, you know, get into it. Like eating barbecue with your dirt, with your grubby fingers. <laughs> it's like, you've got to, you've got to gnaw on me and you've got to gulp down my blood. And they said, we're leaving. <laughs> right. He's like, let, how to get rid of a crowd in, in two steps. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't know when I hear that stuff, I just think, and, and I, you know, t this morning I'm really, I, Steve, I, I, I just feel like for, for our listeners is that we get, keep the sober mindedness about how we relate to people. It's about relationships. It's about friendship. It's not about being these extreme beat, beat you up kind of, you better conform. That's religion. You right. Know? Uh, it's just we don't we don't work like that and reject if you if you don't accept what I say we reject you uh, it's just like really I mean <laughs> honestly it's just no we we've got to build those relationships that that because we need to help people reconcile we ambassadors to help people reconcile to him you know that's that's what we do you know and cannibalism cannibalism now come on now eat my flesh drink my blood what are you saying yes. I mean, that you know, I told you about the <clears throat> two cannibals that were that were eating a clown in the in the jungle, didn't I? Yes, I made one, a meme of other, it. Yeah, the one turns to the other and says, "Does this taste funny to you?" And uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, yeah, we're supposed to judge what we eat. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a little uh, fun. It was funny to me anyway. It may not be funny to anybody else. But, um, <laughs> Uh, those that are being eaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I think about that as far as just, um, I remember I, I was talking with a person here quite a while ago, and uh, they were asking uh, if, I would, if I would help them in a certain area or teach them something. And uh, uh, it was kind of strange because after a while they said, uh, they said well, uh, let me help you with something. Let me help you with something. And then they corrected the stance that I had on on a, on that certain thing that they wanted help with. Yes. And I thought, oh, wait a minute, you came to me for help in this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yet, you know, even in that, you can't, you have to realize that you're a seed sower, not, not somebody who they're eating your flesh and drinking your blood. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I come to present to you somebody else. If you have a if you have a problem with the stone or the rock of offense, if you have a problem with him, then that's a different thing. Because all I can do is present to you Christ. If yes. if I present to you my own ideas or my own suppositions or my own theories, my own doctrine, my own whatever, yeah, you can do with it whatever you want. But if I'm making you, if I'm leading you to be a true disciple of Christ, then I'm presenting to you your master. Every time I come to you, I somehow bring you to your master as opposed to bringing you to what I believe. Yes. Now, even though Paul says, you know, these are my doctrines, uh, which be in Christ, you know, follow me as I follow Christ type of thing. Um, people knew that it was not just his doctrine. Just like Christ said in John, he says, he says, this is not my, my doctrine is not my own. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the one who sent me. Right. And uh, that's where, that's where if we can get to a point where we're not, this is not my idea. This is not my doctrine. This is not my whatever. I'm presenting to you your father. I'm presenting to you Christ. I'm presenting to you uh, the way, the truth, and the life, not, not my way, my truth, and my life. That's right. And uh, if we can somehow get to that point, then yes, indeed, they can eat his flesh and drink his blood. Yeah. But a lot of times we think, we think we're in that position where, well, bless God, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Otherwise, I have nothing to do with you, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you go your way and I'll go mine because you're not going to, you know, snuggle up to me and start gnawing on me. Yeah. So, um, there's a, there's a difference in thinking that like you've, you keep saying, you know, paradigm, uh, 20 cent, 20 cent ministry paradigms. But anyway, uh, you know, there's always that shift that we have to make. And it's funny because still I catch myself in that type of thing where I will, I will realize that I'm back in that way of thinking again. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, it's interesting how that stuff sneaks up on you. It's like an old pair of underwear that just kind of, you know, crawls up after a while. And, you know, it just, it, you've got to, we've got to realize that those things, those things are there. And that's why we have, that's why we have brothers. That's why we have, exactly. you know, that's why you speak, you, you, you speak with me, I speak with you, whatever. And as we're talking, these things come up and, and we're able to deal with them. And it's not like, Hey, I'm going to rebuke you or anything else. It's just, Hey, I'm your brother. You know, you might consider this it's little relationship. thing. Yes, it's relationship. Yeah, it's relationship. I mean, that's what Jesus was talking about. He says, "I haven't called you. I don't call you." In fact, um, let me just see. Yeah, the the in the um, Message Bible, it's really good because he says, um, um, "Let me just find it quickly." I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No. I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. Jesus was absolutely transparent with them. Right. And he said, you didn't choose me, remember? I chose you and put you in the, in the world to bear fruit, fruit that doesn't spoil, that won't spoil as fruit bearers. Whatever you ask the Father in relation to, to me, he gives you. And then he says this, but remember the root command, love one another. And I, th I really thought about that yesterday. I thought, love one another. You know, is that it's easy to stand from a pulpit and say, love one another and you guys must get, but, you know, don't involve me in that. Right. You know, is this, yeah. Because 
I, me, I've, I've got to pray. I, I'm anointed. I've got to get this anointing. And, and if, if I'm, if I, and that's what the guy was trying to convey in that post is like, if I'm, if I'm going to be anointed and, and if I'm going to come and be a blessing to you, I, I can't be involved in your life. You know, it's just, right. I lived under that deception as well. And it was my insecurity. It was because I'm an introvert. I don't, you know, I'm networking is like not the famous thing for me, the best thing in the world for me, but I certainly realized over time is that, you know what, relationship is everything. And, and I think, Steve, the, the practicality that people need to understand as the church, not in the church, but as the church, we need to understand the practicality of, of friendship, of relationship, of, of actually being that is not pulpit, is not, is not going off and say, why do we have to tag uh, I have heard a prophecy word from the Lord, and this is what the Lord says, yea, hitherto, hitherto. You know, we, we've got to put on this big show. Why, why? Why can't we just go to a brother or to somebody and say, I just really sense in my heart right now, you know. Right. Well, we've got to, we've got to qualify ourselves ah. or that word in front of somebody else's eyes to make ourselves seem more spiritual, uh, such as I was fasting and praying over the last three or four days and, and, uh, about three o'clock in the morning, the Lord awakened me. And, uh, you know, I was in this deep sleep and, and I came out of this dream that is super, I mean, the Lord was really speaking to me and then I awakened and, and he gave me this word for you. Mm. Now, what are you going to do with that? Yes. Because now I've, I've qualified it or I've set it up in such a way that yes. this is definitely the word of the Lord. If you don't listen to this, you're a real heretic. Yeah, yeah, Harry Tick. Of course, pagan you. Yeah, yeah. Sinner. So I've set myself up as as some spiritual something or other. And that's why that's why it just says in Peter, speak as it were the oracles of God. Don't don't try to put on all these airs. Don't try to do all this other stuff. Just just speak as it were the oracles of God. Just you don't even have to say um, you don't have to qualify it or disqualify it or, or try to be humble or try to be, just speak. Yes. You're a son of God. Just speak. Exactly. You don't have to say, I've, I was studying the other day, I, even something as simple. I was studying the other day and boy, this sure popped out at me, you know, and, and why would I even tell you that? Yes. I mean, what, what is my reason for telling you that I was in prayer or I was studying? Why, why would I even say that? Oh dear. And uh, because somehow I'm trying to qualify either myself or the message. Yes. And uh, rather than just speaking and letting the words, letting you decide whether or not it's from God. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like, can you be the scripture before you right, start? Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we walk around like some kind of, of um, you know, biblical thesaurus, historical kind of right. Ooh, that even sounds historical. Yeah, you know, from from from, from Moses and Mount Horeb kind of thing. You know, us <laughs> at the Lord. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, it's just like, calm your chickens down, man. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's funny. It's just like, you know, you know, settle down, relax. You know, it's just like. You're trying to make yourself to be, and I, I don't know, you know, it's so religious. It just freaks freaks me out altogether, you know, just like, please, just 
put up your feet, eat a popcorn and, and you know, just be. You, that, yeah. That's the thing is that we, we're striving so hard to try and show something right, rather right. than being something. And, and, you know, that's something that's happening to me right now in this season like never before. I, I mean, I've been meditating, studying, and I've, I've been in the Word for 40 years, but, and, and that's, you know, it's still a progression for me. I thought I knew stuff, and the older I get, the less I know, actually, I find out. Right, um, right. But, you know, this, this, I'm, in this season, I'm coming into this place where I'm actually in the kingdom. I'm actually a son of my father. I'm actually a citizen representing I'm an envoy to the kingdom of heaven on earth with the kingdom of God, the influence of the governor living within me. And as I, the more I meditate on that, Steve, it's just becoming like, I I don't have to show anything to anybody. I am, I am. And therefore the things that I do just flow out of the initiative of that. And right. it's got power. It's got authority. I, I don't have to try and conjure up anything. It's witchcraft, man, trying to right. stir up stuff and get this religious you know, fervency going and, and trying to show how super duper woo-woo I am. You know, All I'm becoming is a spiritual space cadet floating around somewhere between, I don't know where, planet, planet woo-woo and planet oo-oo. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, Connie, Connie, my wife, used to say that all the time. She says, why is it we spend so much time trying to conjure up the Holy Spirit? He's already here. You know, we brought him with us supposedly, you know, but yet we'll sit here and we'll, we'll try to work him up. We'll wait on him. We'll, we'll try to, uh, pray. And then, then we'll all speak in tongues really loud together and we'll all shout and we'll all do this. And, and, uh, then we'll, we gotta, we gotta definitely do praise and worship a, a certain way. So we get it, you know, we just, we, we, we keep doing that until we feel his presence. Yes. And uh, I, I, that's often hit me that, yeah, until I feel something, are you serious? I, I brought him with me. Yes. You oh, brought him with you. It's not, it's not we're trying to work him up. You know, this, this is not a conjuring. This is not sitting here, like you said, witchcraft trying to, but if we're waiting for a feeling, then it is witchcraft. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that you know, the, one one night um, I, I was with two the two young guys. I'm busy um, discipling here, mentoring in, in kingdom thinking, and we we you know we've got this reciprocal kind of relationship. They meet, I teach, they actually hold me accountable to some things, and it's great. I mean, they two wonderful young guys, and and we just spend time together once a month, and just spend an hour, hour and a half talking the word and they just want to hear what God is revealing to me from the word and regarding kingdom stuff and that. And, and we discussed some challenges and, and whatever else. And, but we went away to a cabin for the, the one guy's bachelor do. And um, we were in the cabin and uh, they were, they were going through something. I'd just been through some stuff and, but we were just there and everybody else had left. And the one guy plays keyboard and, and uh, suddenly we were just talking and sharing stuff and, and really we were hurting a little bit, you know, and so we, we were just like encouraging one another, <laughs> whatever else. And suddenly I just sensed like, 
you know, the pneumatic cost had arrived kind of thing. Right, you know, right. it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like conjured up. It wasn't like right. the Holy Spirit, you know, had left and suddenly was coming back. It was just right. like, it just like we became tangibly aware that he right, was. Right, right. Yeah. This is, this is his dance. This is yes. what he's doing. That's yeah. right. Just something was like, this, this is the time, you know, this is time to just worship now, you know, and right. we began to just sing a song to the Lord, just the three of us, man. And we started dancing and the the guy pulled out his keyboard and started just picking up and, you know, I picked up a song of the Lord and we were just worshiping. The other guy took out his Bible, you know, Jeff took out his Bible and he's just reading and, and, and speaking words. And, and we were just being encouraged, man. And we, and then we got into you know, just praying in the spirit a little bit and, and then worshiping God. And it was just like amazing. And, it was, and when it was over, it was over, you know, it's like, we didn't have to conjure up anything. It was just a moment that, that we just sensed something of, of the presence of God in a, in a, in another dimension, if you may, you know, and that's great. That's what you do, but you can't now what we try and do. Imagine if we now, Oh, wow. You know, now you see, we can do this thing. How about us doing this once a week? Right. At the right. same time, and we do the same thing because. The same pattern. Yes, the same, you know, same songs, same kind of thing all the time because God will come, you know, and then we'll get our goosey bumps and we'll know, we'll just know by sign, by what we see and feel. That God is still with us. Oh, right! Wonderful. Hey, this is a this is something that might uh, turn your crank a little. Maybe not. You know, I'll, I'll find out here in a second. But um, I remember we used to we used to practice uh, the the Judah. You know, the mm. worship team on Tuesday nights or Thursday nights, whenever we happen to have it, depends on the particular group I was in. Anyway, we'd practice these songs, and then we'd set up our little our little grouping of songs, uh, the sequence and everything else, you know, we'll do this then. And this, you know, this is the one we're going to start with and, and whatever else. Okay. So we, we had our little pattern. The funny thing is a lot of times we would enter into praise and worship on Tuesday night. I mean, we would just, and we would, we would really worship the Lord and we'd, but then we would say, Oh man, we've got to do this song. We've got to do this song. And we, and so Sunday morning, we would do the same set of songs okay. and it would fall flat. Yes. And we wondered why. Yes. You know, you know, the thing that hit me is it's called the sacrifice of praise. I'd already, we'd already sacrificed that Tuesday. Yes. What am I doing trying to re-sacrifice something that was already sacrificed? Get that cow off the fire and do it again. Yeah, do yeah, yeah. We're gonna drag him off, you know, blow him out so that he's not completely done, and then bring him back up Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and, man. Uh, but it's it's strange how we do that type of stuff rather than finding out what his choreography is and playing to that. Uh, that's why I I always tried to help everybody understand that we're we're building a quiver full of arrows or an arsenal of stuff that we can use at any point in time that's what practice is for yes. so we're going to practice these different songs so that we're skillful but it's interesting it says that david in uh, i think it's first samuel might be second samuel but anyway 16 16 i believe it is uh it says that david was a cunning and skillful player yes. we've learned the skillful part but the cunningness we never it's not something you learn necessarily. It, yeah. The word cunning there means the ability to play to the spirit. 
Yes. That's acquired, isn't it? It's, it's something that, well, it's just, it's a relationship. Well, it is. That's what I mean. It's like if yeah. you, you acquire it because, it, you know, it's like over the years, you and I, we, we've learned how to flow together simply because we've been doing this for 10 years, just talking and conversing. And so there's this, there's this mutual respect, mutual understanding. Right. And we know that I'm, I'm the only one that gets to interrupt. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so gracious with that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, that, and that's, you, you know, we've acquired this, this, um, this uh, cunningness, if you may, in our relationship. Right. We, when we discuss, we're not even, we haven't even, I mean, when was the last time you and I were in each other's presence? I mean, physically. Like. Wow. Years, man. Years. That's almost 20 years. Yes. I mean, it's with the last time we were actually together physically, it was all of 20 years ago. In wow. 19, 2002, I think it was, was the last time. And then you weren't even that actively involved in that encampment when I came over. So Right, because I was kind of being on the way out at that point. Whatever, that whatever that means, yeah. Oh, and I didn't realize I was being set up. <laughs> right. So, so, but, you know, we, we didn't really get to spend time together. So we're talking 2001. Um, I mean, it was the last time. And yet, just because of our fellowship, our communing, you know, because of our our, our fellowship on you know communing with each other is like we have this right. understanding of how to flow together right right and i think that just you know I, i'm always looking for the simple kind of practical approach to things is just like you know what does it look like and and this is what it, this is what it looks like to me this is i I think that what we do, we've become so religious, Steve. I'll get back to that again. We've become so religious in our approach to spiritual things, to, right, to, right. to um, you know, to the culture of, of what, what church is about, that we've, we've lost that intimacy. We've lost that fellowship. We, we think we've got a, one guy, you know, one guy said, I met a guy in, in South Africa when I went back in 2009 and he, I bumped into, I was actually introduced to him and, and we were talking and, and uh, so he said, listen, you're welcome to, and he, uh, first off he goes, I'm free. I've been set free from all religion and I'm free from this. And, and now <laughs> I just want to worship God. And I said, oh, that's yeah, here's your sign. Yeah. And so then he goes, he says, we'd love you. You know, I'd love to fellowship with you. But you must come to my Friday night worship meeting because we cannot fellowship unless um, you we can, yeah, we cannot fellowship unless you're involved not not specifically in his but I want to see that you are a worshiper so I'm going okay in my mind I'm going okay so unless I am again jumping your hoops meeting right. your obligations right. Right. and unless i'm fitting into your law and your standard you don't you will have this uh, implicit kind of condition to actually relating to me speaking with me fellowshipping with me on a personal level right. you've got the thing totally back to front buddy 
is like it starts on the personal level and then goes into everything else, a functional level. And and I said, you know what, you and I, nah, we won't be meeting much because I I'm not going to do your meeting just for the sake of trying to get to to meet with you. I said, you know, Jesus doesn't even do that with me. He doesn't right. come and say, well, when you've gone to church four times this month, you can come and talk to me. You know, and if you can sing four songs back back to back without looking at the words on the overhead projector, we don't have those things anymore. But right. um, you, know, have, yep. you know, and, and, and you can and you've read forty chapters in your Bible, you cannot meet with me. Uh, I don't this think so. Why Paul said, "Know those who labor among you and and who are over you in the Lord." I mean, it's know those. It's not. Yes. And that's not. I love that. That's not just something where you just kind of know their name and know who they are. Uh, we started meeting here a while back, um, just on a certain night of the week, with a group of people that that came out of a a fellowship that we all that uh, we had come out of, and um, I don't know. There was you know there was a few people. And um, we started, we started finding out. I mean, we we would eat a little bit, and then we'd sit down and we'd just talk. And it was interesting. Of the twenty years, twenty five years that I'd known some of these people, I never knew who they were. Yes. Even though we'd talked, even though we'd worshipped together, even though we'd camped together, even though we'd done all these things together, we never really knew the background we never really knew the history we never really knew we didn't know who the people were and it really kind of opened my eyes to realize that there's there's so much more than what we've done where we sit a bunch of people in a pew looking forward and all i see is the backs of a bunch of heads you know while we're looking at the at the stage and and the performance that's going on uh even in the camping situation it was centered around um, a, a single person. Yes. And uh, rather than rather than drawing out of each man, drawing out of him Christ and who he is and what's going on, you know, we were it was still centered around a a, a certain individual. Yes. Uh, you know, so that he is high and lifted up. Yeah. And uh, he will draw all men unto him. In fact, I remember one of the times that I was I was brought into the office. Um, uh, we had we had a bunch of different small groups, and uh, uh, our little group was going. Uh, we had a lot of people wanting to get into the into our little group. It was called a troop, but um, we all all of our troops had different colored camo. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you probably remember that when yeah, we I all remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, our troop, we just had, we had a blast. I mean, we just had fun together. We had, and every man did his part. Every man had a part. Every, and it was like every joint supplieth. I'm not talking about marijuana. I'm talking about, you know. You're going to be careful today, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we were put together as, as bone to bone, and we were, we were an operating joint within that body. And it was exciting to watch these guys come alive. And uh, I remember being called in and, and um, uh, the person said to me, these people didn't come here for you. They came here for me. Yes. You are not to be their father. I am. Yeah. So uh, you better back off or better reconsider what you're doing with these people. And I, I, as I said at that point, I said, I, 
I'm not trying, well, don't justify anything. Don't try to, you know, don't try to do anything right now. You're being corrected. Just, you know, shut up and take it basically. And I, you know, I, I understand that, um, you know, if I'm being corrected by the Lord in something. Um, but the problem is we begin to see everything uh, that the leadership said was Lord. Yes. And rather than, rather than building up the people around us, it was a, a putting down or an oppression by force and domination, yeah. <laughs> Nicolaitan. That's conquering people, man. Yeah, it was conquering people. And basically everybody uh, learned. It was almost like my wife calls it the Stepford Wives type of thing, <laughs> where everybody began to look the same and have the same personality. Is, yeah, yeah. And um, it's, just, it's just interesting to me how, how that spirit works. Uh, because he said, he didn't say I'm going to try to do it differently. He said, I'm going to be just like the most high. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to come in in such a way that it looks like it tastes like it feels like it even, it even sounds like the most high, but it's not. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, it even says in Ezekiel, I'm a, you know, uh, you put your, you put your threshold beside my threshold, your pillars beside my, my pillars. But it's not mine. In fact, you've even set up your kings and, and their queens in their high places. Yes. And it's not me. Yes. Now you, son of man, you show the house of the house of Israel. And then if they're ashamed of their iniquities, then show them the patterns thereof and the forms thereof. Yeah. But show it to them. Show them this way. Show them the way to walk and the work that they must do. Don't, don't sit here and just talk about it all the time. Show them. Show them the difference. Show them what it's doing. And uh, that's part of what you were saying earlier. You know, our interaction is not is not something of well, I'm going to preach for a while, then Sean's going to preach for a while. It's it's just like prayer. It's a conversation. If I'm praying with you, I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to interject just like I do in a conversation. I'm not going to sit there and wait till you're finished. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, Lord, that's true, and and this, by the way. <laughs> You know, because it's a, it's a, it's a communication, it's a relationship. It's the three of us sitting around a fire together, just talking. Yeah, exactly. And if we could get that picture rather than the old, that old pattern, that old way, that old format, that old whatever, and which, which now begins to stink because it's so dead and we're still dragging it around. Yeah, we're still we're still dragging, and if 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 the body's gone, we still got the grave clothes, man, and we we like, right right know, right got the stuff and going. This is what we got to do. I I think you know is that no no like you say wrong word okay so um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the fact of the matter is is that you know for for you and me and and our audience. The practicality of this is this generation and people, do you know, they, I mean, I've mentioned before, there's like 65% of Christians, so-called Christians in America that don't go to meetings, don't go to church, not interested. And I ask, where are they? The, the thing about it is I had a call this week from somebody uh, and they were just going, where do I find the community? Where do I find the relationship where you can actually converse, where you can talk, where, where people are not trying to force, impose on you a religious you know, mold? And I said, it's a tough one. I, I understand. It's, it's really tough. And they said, you, you don't realize how tough it is. I said, no, I do. I'm, yeah, we're in the same place. So there. Uh, yeah, I'm just fortunate that I've got 
you know, a friend that I can call and, and, you know, from the other day from Germany, I had a couple once a month or so we, we get hop on a call together and, and we talk for an hour, hour and a half and just encourage one another and talk about these issues, you know, talk about these things. Um, not trying to preach to each other, not trying to have a, a sermon, you know, sermonette and a, and a duet and a whatever else it. Um, right. It's just to fellowship and, and converse and have that communion because we need to understand is that going, you know, having, having church and being the church is two different things, really. Right. And, and the world is needing, you know, to, for you and me, Steve, I mean, this is what we do. We get out, we build these relationships right now with people. We invest in the life to the measure that they asking for it. Not we impose on them, right. you know, you're going to hell, sinner, you know, you've got to conform and otherwise we're going to burn you at the stake kind of thing is like, we, we, we build these relationships. We invest in people as they measure what they how much they want. That's what Jesus said. He said, the measure that you measure will be measured to you again. You cannot right. measure more to people than what they actually allow. Well, that's so, what Paul said too, that I, I only, I'm an apostle doubtless to you, but not to everybody. Yeah. And the only way I can do that is the measure in which I have toward you. Exactly. There's a certain measure that I have toward you. I don't have toward other people. Exactly. So I, my job is to find that measure in Christ that I have toward you and give you that. Yes. And, that, and that's what, you know, that, that's what I'm saying is like build, you know, I, I work on my, my tagline for, for, for my leadership mentoring is engage, equip, and empower. And I've mentioned this before, but you've got to engage people where they are. Jesus reached out to, not to the religious leaders, but to the business leaders first. And he reached them where they were. He got into their boat, spoke to them about fishing, got them, helped them catch a major catch supernaturally. But there was no fanfare with it. He just said, put the net on the other side. He didn't say, my father has instructed me right now as the son of God that you <laughs> shall put your net in. Not this side, not in the front, not at the back, but on the other side. Yes, says the Lord, you shall put it on the. <laughs> now, you know, I hope I'm not sounding like a real sanctimonious blasphemer. Yes, but, you are. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just I see how real and, you know, transparent and authentic Jesus is in this. And he goes, just put the net on the other side, Peter. And Peter's going, Hey, you know we are like fishermen. This is our business, right? But you know, is this like? And we have done this like every night of our lives, okay? But right, and you've never you say, fished. Yeah. So you say put it on the other side, okay? So I'll put it on the other side, and then suddenly, oh, 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 hey, John, James, get over here quickly! I'm in trouble. You know, it's like Jesus revealed through who he was and the relationship that he was already building with them. That, that this was, the kingdom was something to be reckoned with and, right. and something that they had to account to their life. And so they're going, well, okay, now, hey, Jesus, you know what, actually, you need to keep moving because we, I'm no good for what you, for your purpose and your mission. I mean, he, had, he hadn't even prophesied to the guy or anything. It just was, you know, I, I love that in Jesus' leadership and his ability to influence the world around him. 
Right, right. And that's a, that's probably the the trick, and that's what you're, you're kind of, because we had talked about, I mean, you and I have talked about this, you know, as far as um, never being, never having a successful business, but yet sharing with people business <laughs> principles, yes. you know, um, the, the, the interesting thing is Christ never was, he was a carpenter. Yeah. Yet he shared the life of his father and just simply said, you know, cast the net on the other side. It, it's, it reminds me <clears throat> that it says in, in Proverbs 9, 1, it says, Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. There's seven different Hebrew words throughout Proverbs for the word wisdom. Yes. Every one of them has a different aspect to them. One of it means strategy. The other one means the, um, uh, the enterprise uh, which, to which you apply the strategy. Another one means heart. Uh, but, but there's one in particular that I'm thinking of right now that, that it says, um, that it's also translated, I think in Joshua, where it says, then thou shalt be prosper in the way that you go, and then thou shalt have good success. The word good success is that word that's used in Proverbs for, for wisdom, have good success. It's interesting that it's also used in the book of Genesis where it talks about that uh, Joseph presented his two kids, Manasseh and Ephraim, uh, to Isaac, hmm. and he presented Manasseh, of course, in his right hand, or to his father's right hand for the blessing, because Manasseh was the older. Yeah. But yet, it says that Jacob wittingly crossed his hands and laid his right hand upon Ephraim and his left hand upon Manasseh. Yeah. The word there, wittingly crossed his hands, is one Hebrew word, that is that word wisdom, it is also the word have good success. Hmm. So wittingly cross your hands, it's that, it's that cunningness. It's that ability to play to the spirit. It's not, it's not doing it the same way they've always presented it to us. It's yep. not taking what's given to me and continuing to do it. It's casting the net on the other side. It's finding out how to do this by the spirit of the living God at this point in time, because they who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Yes. So now I find out what it is that the spirit of the Lord is doing in this situation. And then I switch my hands. I, I cross my hands because I can't do this the same old way we've always been doing it. That's fine. So I wittingly cross my hands and I bless what God is blessing. Yes. And that's where we have good success. That's when we'll have wisdom. That's when we'll be able to, and it starts with, with that wisdom. It starts with the heart of it. Yeah. Because my, my father's the one that's building this house. Otherwise, I labor in vain. And my father's the one that builds you. My father's the one that builds his temple, wherever that temple is. He's not building, he's building his church, but my job is to find out what he's doing in that particular temple, that particular house, and I cannot lay my hands to that thing. I cannot lay my hands to the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. He's bringing this in a new way. It's not all a cart. He's bringing this in a brand new way, and I've got to, I've got to just follow his lead in that and set my hand to whatever it is he's blessing. And so, you know, that's, that's what you do, Sean. That's what you do in this whole thing with the leadership equipping. That's what you're doing with the business guys. So, 
So don't let that stop you as far as what you've been doing, as far as I may not know business. I mean, no, you're showing them how to wittingly cross their hands and not do it the same old way that they've always been doing it, but find out how your father does this because it is about his kingdom. It's about his way. And once they do that, they will, they will prosper and have good success. Otherwise, they'll just keep doing it the same way. And so I loose you from that mindset right now. I break any curses that have been set over you, and I loose you right now in the name of Jesus Christ to do what you were called to do as far as be able to show them the new and living way. Be able to wittingly cross your hands and help them wittingly cross their hands so that they shall also prosper and have good success. Praise God. Well, that's great. I appreciate that. Receive that, Lord, and, and everybody, all our audience. I mean, the word, you can receive it as well. Uh, let God be our teacher and our guide. The comforters come, and, uh, and he will teach us and guide us uh, into the... All truth, all things. Yes, into, into all things, and specifically into our mandate. You know, what the grace and the gift that God's given us to... To function in the calling, the the mission that is given, the assignment we all have one, and so. Uh, and the first part of that, <clears throat> uh, it says, make your calling and election sure. I know I'm elect. I know I'm 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 elected to be with him. And the thing is, it says that they were called to be with him. That's the first thing. That's the first and primary thing. If I can help somebody realize their calling is to be with him, right. everything else is going to flow out of that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's seek first the kingdom and his righteousness position right. yourself in, you know, align yourself in relationship to your father first through Christ. That's the first place, you know, right. and now, now we discover what the kingdom is about for our lives and, and how we to live that kingdom um, in right. the, wherever we are right now. Steve, awesome time again. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, to our audience, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, please remember to give us a share. Uh, send out the link to somebody that you think might benefit from these discussions that will that needs to hear this. Um, and how about giving us a review uh, or and a subscribe on? Um, I see most people come to come to uh, Anchor FM from around the country, um, and that's great. We, we don't seem to be appearing on iTunes anymore, so I don't know what happened there. But we are on Anchor FM and, and Spotify and a couple of other places, and that's mostly where we're getting our listeners from right now. So really great to have you with us and um, uh, appreciate you. So you give us a subscribe there and um, pass the link on, as I say. That would be really great. And on Spotify, give us a review that you can give us a, a, a little heart that says we like this and, and that'll be so great for us because that'll get the message to more people and bump us up through all the, the noise of podcasts on Spotify. There are hundreds, if not thousands of these, of these podcasts out there, thousands of these podcasts and, um, and many of them are, are inactive, but we get hidden under all of that. Um, and it's your your likes, your loves, your subscribes, your listens that actually makes the difference and helps Steve and I get this message out into the world. So we really great that we re would really appreciate that. 
Or <laughs> yo, man, getting all tongue-tied there. Please pray for us, brother, and uh, and then we can shut down this episode. Do what? Pray for us. Oh, you asked me to pray for us. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so out of out of the ordinary. I I forgot what we were doing. I'm I just sorry. feel like you you need to do that right now. Okay. Father, I just want to thank you so much just for the ability to be able to uh, not only talk uh, with each other, but to share um, this that, that you have been teaching us with, with other people. We may not be far along, but at least we've walked the steps we've walked and are able to help people walk in, in the next step uh, in some areas. And uh, Father, I thank you just for, just for the work of your spirit not just the word of it, but the actual work of it, because I know that your word is energizing. It's something that's active. It's not something that just sits there that we read. It's something that becomes a part of us and changes the very innermost part of our lives so that it expresses exactly who you are on the earth. And I just thank you for that, Father. I thank you that the word today is not just going to lay dormant, but it is a seed that'll bring reproduce after your likeness and image in everybody's life and we just i just agree with i agree with that in jesus name i thank you father for working that work in everybody's life today amen all right well thanks very much have a super weekend here in the united states have a restful labor day weekend and um to all our listeners you are the leaders you're becoming leaders um which means it doesn't necessarily mean you have followers, but you, you are leading by taking initiative to do what Christ is given you to do and inspiring you to do by his spirit. There's it's, a good definition of leadership. What's that? It's like wetting your pants in a good dark suit. You get a good warm feeling, but nobody notices. <laughs> That's exactly right. You don't get, you don't take the credit. <laughs> you don't take the credit for it. <laughs> Yes, amen. So, uh, really great to have you with us. And um, this is KLE Podcast, where you do not get the usual church message. Until next time, until next Friday, this is Sean and Steve saying over and out. Keep building the church. Bye.